0: Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Sean Monahan, Senior Director in the Strategy and Transformation Practice and lead of the Data Modernization Specialist Team at Harbor, And Justice Hectus, the CIO of KP Labs, a Harbor company focused on business process automation, contract intelligence, advanced analytics, and solving difficult problems. Sean, Justin, great to see you.
1: Good to see you too, Ari. Good to see you, Ari.
0: Sean, tell us about your background and your role at Harbor.
1: So I started my journey in the legal industry about 15 years ago, went to law school, and then immediately turned around and went into law firms and, and started really looking and focusing on the business of law. I joined Harbor about five years ago, and it's been a really exciting journey to learn a little bit more about how firms and, and corporate legal departments are really moving through the world and trying to think about different ways to deliver legal services. And the story with Harbor, I think, is really exciting for us because it's been a number of sort of organizations that have come together, not so much to rebrand, but really to relaunch a totally new entity that we really feel like is serving the needs of the market in a way that that is unique. We've talked to a lot of our clients who really want to feel like they've got that one experience, that one group that they can come and talk to, to connect all the dots and Really help to try to solve a variety of problems, whether it's trying to figure out what they want to try to do, what they want to try to accomplish as a team, or ultimately to get all the insights that, that we can bring from the client side and from the law firm side to really bring those together into a story. So it's been a really fun journey, an exciting journey.
0: Justin, I've had the privilege of speaking with you throughout your career on the podcast. Tell us about your background and how your work at KP Labs has evolved.
2: We started KP Labs with the thought um, that we should go to the market and ask what people need rather than going with a supply side mindset and thinking we have X number of people with Y specialties, and then go and try and deliver that at scale. We went out to the market and asked what are the needs that are not being met by service providers, partners, even internal teams. And we built a company around that. Even though we end up um, being hired predominantly by legal ops and tech leaders, Uh, We're almost always serving some additional, some internal business customer for that legal ops team, delivering business at greater speed, greater deal velocity, more clean onboarding of employees or third parties with integrated compliance, work streams, et cetera, with all of the legal and compliance oversight built into the systems that we build so that we have effectively visibly less legal, even though legal is there every step of the way.
0: John, what emerging legal technology should law firms and law departments understand beyond the question of generative AI?
1: It's a big topic, but we really see a few different areas where people are excited about trying to use technology to solve the problem. and. It's a little bit of a question of whether it's something that they want to try to build as a capability or whether it's something they're looking for partners that are, uh, you know, vendors, software vendors, other tools to do. We're hearing a lot around text extraction right now. It's a little bit more mature as a concept than than the traditional GPT pieces that we're seeing. A lot of tagging, people want to know more about their data, about the work they do about who's done what and all that it can be get the benefit of AI and some of these areas is also really important to just be nicely governed and nicely clear because the cleaner that information is, the better some of any of these technologies will work. And then I think the third one is really around predictive analytics. Again, it's extending the work that's been done in a lot of areas around litigation and others to try to figure out what is happening that could be happening? What are potential issues that could be coming up for clients or law firms that they might want to be able to go and actually discuss and, and address affirmatively? Are we getting more claims in a particular jurisdiction? Are we seeing more contract waivers signed in, in particular areas? And so part of this is, is really around trying to bring data to solve problems that I think mean, law firms and corporate legal departments are really facing. And all that is predicated on having a really good data strategy having a really smart cloud strategy and thinking about how you're leveraging some of these new cloud tools, and then just making sure you have the talent team to be able to to move this through and actually push some of the initiatives through long-term.
0: Justin, how does the association between KP Labs and Harbor serve your clients?
2: I like the fact that John mentioned talent team because when... When we joined Harbor, it felt like a natural evolution for us. Our clients were always asking us to scale. I think that the number one, maybe the only significant concern we ever heard from our most loyal clients was, we, we love what you do, we just want more of it. And joining Harbor has given us 12x number of resources with equal levels of expertise in many more varied areas um, that enable us to serve our clients at an unprecedented pace. So we could do it at greater scale, but we can also do it at greater pace. Sometimes we want to get things done overnight and being able to follow the sun is helpful. Being able to leverage resources um, with expertise and other uh, time zones is key. And between that and the fact that we've now got the ability to provide strategic uh, consulting at the highest level as a company, but also we're able to turn the wrenches and do the implementations, configurations, and even building systems where systems didn't exist before. It really seems like it's delivering something that the industry hasn't seen before.
0: John, what current questions are you getting from your clients related to generative AI and how are you advising them?
1: Yeah, I think there's three big things that we're hearing. The first one is, I think, the easiest one, which is that build versus buy question. Should we be building capabilities in house to be able to leverage some of these tools? Do we need to start going directly to the platforms like OpenAI, or are vendor partners going to be bringing a lot of these tools to us? And we don't need to invest a lot of our time and energy into building this out. So I think that's a really tough question. I think that's largely predicated on how quickly organizations believe this is all moving. If you believe you have to get ahead of this, then you probably need to start building. If you feel like you've got some time, you can wait for the market to catch up and bring some of these tools to you. That's a really just a question of where people are going to place their bets. And Then I think the other piece to this is really more a question around the value that people are trying to receive from these. And I think one of the questions that we're getting a lot is really around what is is the business problem that that generative AI is meant to solve? Where are these business use cases that hopefully have been collected through innovation departments and, and other teams that are really able to ask, what is the root cause of the business problem I'm trying to solve, and does generative AI solve this? Or do I have a technology and I'm looking for all the possible things it could solve within my organization, whether it's an acute problem or just something that people think would be a little more convenient with this point. And so I think the questions that we're getting and the challenges that people have is to actually reapply. What has been idea governance that has been built up over time to this same principle and not get so excited about the technology that you lose that ability to triage new things and triage opportunities and ideas to manage resources, because this is going to be a big resource requirement for a lot of this. And it's really important to be thoughtful about how you're pushing, pushing these initiatives forward in a structured, governed and managed
0: way. Justin, where is AI already having an impact on the legal industry?
2: First, I just want to touch on one thing that Sean said, which I thought was great. This is just a new tool. And I love the idea of just, let's focus on the root cause of the business problem. How are we going, what are we really trying to solve? What are we trying to deliver? Our friend and colleague, Jeff Marple, likes to say, we're still building a house. We just have a nail gun now. We're not using a hammer anymore. And looking at this as a tool and understanding how we can use it, how we can use it safely, um, how we can use it effectively, and how we cannot overplay the change factor, and how we can focus on upscaling our teams. On the Gen AI front, we're looking at this both in terms of deploying it for our clients, but also just for our people to supercharge their productivity in an idiosyncratic way on a day-to-day basis. We're creating teams of super soldiers by virtue of the fact that they're able to leverage these tools for faster reading, editing, delivery, understanding, etc. And then as far as how we're seeing customers employing these um, tools today, you know, we like to think about it more broadly as advanced tech. Often it's AI and often AI will play a central role, but we don't want to get too caught up on the terms and we want to look at what are the outputs. We, we've got a long history in using AI and related tools and things like InfoSec for threat detection or e-discovery and early case assessment. There's areas where these tools are Mature and they've become almost invisible. They're just part of what we do every day. And now we're seeing we're turning that expertise towards activities like contract analysis at scale, turning long-form contracts into data points so that we can look at not just clauses that are extracted, but principles of the provisions and who can do what to whom under what circumstances, and how do we turn that data into business value so that our internal business clients can do their day-to-day work. So we mobilize the data that's been extracted and distilled from these contracts, turned it into ones and zeros, we're then delivering it to the team that actually needs to understand our risks and opportunities and obligations and use that. And we're delivering it at the moment where they need to at exactly the right time to the right audience so that they could do their daily business.
0: John, how do you see generative AI impacting legal in the long term?
1: Yeah, I think there's a a few different things that are going to need to change with the evolution of these tools. And I think the first one is a pretty big change in roles. This idea that what people have done today in their jobs that maybe as adding value through the intellect and the knowledge that they bring can be supplemented pretty significantly with some of these advanced technology tools. And so the question largely becomes not What should we do with each individual, but it's really around what each individual's role is going to be. I like the the story of the fact that when before the spreadsheet came out, there was 400,000 accounting clerks in the United States. And after the spreadsheet came out, almost every one of those jobs disappeared and we added 600,000 accountants. So the idea that these roles and these jobs are not only going to change, but they're actually going to potentially grow and essentially become a, a different value proposition is really going to be key. And I think we're going to just see totally different roles in the future. Another big one is going to be the change in relationships. What is the relationship between between law firms and their clients? And how does that need to change when time and value were, original, or were so often inter interrelated that Sometimes what we're going to see is potentially changes in uh, the way that uh, outside providers need to price things because they've invested significantly in technology and efforts that are part of R&D that every business understands, right? But how does that get priced in a professional services environment is a totally different question that I think is going to really need to be, be changed significantly. And then ultimately, it's just around scale, right? It's just around how quickly can these tools and these capabilities push forward to to add more value to the legal ecosystem overall. Um, one of the things that we do every year is a survey of law departments, and we see over and over again, a demand in legal services or a, de- a demand in legal needs. And often that's perceived as maybe they need to hire more outside counsel. But often there is a disconnect between the legal needs that a business has or even an individual has that isn't met by the existing legal infrastructure and the sort of current structure, and that we can actually backfill a lot of the legal needs that exist out into the market with technology in a way that sort of tops that up and and essentially gives more legal services to businesses than they would probably be able to afford if they were to go to, just to go to outside providers of all kinds, ALSPs or any other outside provider or to staff up internally. And so I think because demand for legal needs is continuing to grow, uh, we're going to just see these technologies more likely to supplement and essentially start meeting needs versus what we're seeing now, which is uh, needs that are not always met through the current structure of, of how we deliver legal services.
0: This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Sean Monahan, a Senior Director in the Strategy and Transformation Practice and Lead of the Data Modernization Specialist Team at Harbor, and Justin Hectus, the CIO of KP Labs, a Harbor company focused on business process automation, contract intelligence, and advanced analytics. Sean, Justin, thanks so very much.
2: Thank you, Ari. Good to see you. Thanks, sorry.
0: Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or Ari Kaplan Advisors.com to learn more.